0: A quarter of swimming pools inspected in Auckland are failing safety requirements. The council is urging owners to lift their game this summer, saying unsupervised access to pools through faulty gates is one of the leading causes of drowning in preschoolers. In the past year, they've inspected 13,000 pools, 25 per cent, failed. And beware the blow-up pool and spas that are popular Christmas presents. The rules apply to many of those too. Auckland Council's Head of Compliance for Pools, Stuart Ayres, says it's not good enough.
1: Yeah, that 25% for me is is way too high. Um if you bear in mind we do about 13,000 inspections per year in the Auckland region, um that's quite a high number if you take that 25%. The thing for me that's even more disappointing with that number is we actually tell pool owners that we're actually coming to do our, their their inspection, you know, we say we're in your area, we're going to be doing your inspection in a couple of weeks and we're still seeing a 25% failure rate. It's not good enough.
0: Tell us about what the failures are for.
1: Okay, our, our main failure point are gates that don't self-close and self-latch. So as you enter a swimming pool through a gate, um, that gate is supposed to self-close and latch behind you as, you as you go in and out. And in the main, that is that is due to a lack of maintenance. So if people just, you know, we inspect our pools every three years, but people really need to be checking that their gates and everything is working properly on a regular basis, not just before Auckland Council turnout.
0: No. Other things I understand. Can you explain to me about pool furniture and also um, trees and other other you know objects that could be climbed on? I suppose.
1: Yeah, one of the things that we do find is people tend to put um, uh, sort of garden items up close to their pool fence. So that could be planter boxes, Um, it could be um, chairs that you're using around a table. People tend to stack those things up right by the fence. Now, a child can use those things as a foothold to, to, you know grab hold of the top of the fence and then hop in, you know. So the, 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 the out, outside perimeter of the fence needs to be kept clear of all of those it- type of items.
0: What happens when a pool fails?
1: Um, basically we give the pool owner um, 21 days to fix the problem Um, if they don't fix it within 21 days without a really valid reason we can issue them with a thing called a notice to fix under the building act which if they don't comply with that we can issue them an infringement notice of 500 dollars.
0: and do you know how many of those notices you're giving out
1: uh, we give out approximately, or oh, just off the top of my head now, we pro- we probably issue about twenty of those per month. So it's not many because in the main, pool owners do come to the party and they fix the stuff when we've uh, identified it to them.
0: Some people in their heads too will think of a pool as something that's um, sunken into the ground and is a pretty permanent structure. But I am interested because these are very popular at Christmas time: blow-up portable pools and spas. Are they covered by the same rules?
1: Yes, uh, it's a common misconception that they're not, but they they are. Basically, anything that is made that is constructed for swimming, bathing, or wading that can hold four hundred millimeters of water or more requires to be, it requires to be compliant with the legislation. Now, those large pools that you're talking about that are available from um, many of the big retailers, um, in the main, the side of those pools will act as the barrier because that's one point two meters high. But what needs to be fenced is the actual access point. So, where you put the ladder into the pool to enter it, that actually needs a compliant fence and gate around it. Previously, prior to 2017, when the legislation changed, you could take that ladder away and just lock it away. That's not allowed anymore. That ladder needs to be fenced at that point where you access the pool.
0: And I suppose one of the reasons we're talking about this is the consequences of not following the rules. Um, Can you just tell us uh, in terms of um, kids under five, what role is the pool and a badly um, maintained pool in terms of safety? What role is that playing in the death of our young children?
1: Well, I mean... It, the, the legislation is there to protect under five-year-olds. Um, in the time that I've been team leader here at Auckland Council, um, it's it's nearly three years, we've averaged about one death per year um, of, 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 of young children. Um, so... Obviously, the legislation is working because the numbers used to be a lot higher than that. But yeah, it's um yeah, it's very very important. Um, yeah, you know, that the people just make sure that their fence complies, and that will hopefully keep reducing those numbers down.
0: How do you know who's got a pulse to it?
1: Um Auckland, Auckland, Auckland Council has a database. So basically when you apply for a building consent um, for your pool fencing, you'll automatically get uploaded into our database. But we have just recently carried out a project where we used um aerial imagery and um and we had an artificial artificial intelligence solution developed by a company and we actually ran that over all of the, all of the imagery we've got for Auckland and we actually identified nearly 4000 that we didn't know about. So yeah there's quite a, there's, there's a, quite a few out there that we don't know about or we didn't know about, I should say. and uh, we're currently working through those and getting them compliant and getting them on our register.
0: And that was Stuart Ears from Auckland Council.